0: Good morning, and welcome to the Presbyterian Church, where we are worshiping Jesus Christ. We are living out God's love, and we are transforming community by Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. A couple announcements, and first of all, glad you're here. I'm Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and on behalf of the team and everybody, we're really glad you're here. Um, there's going to be Easter egg hunt right afterwards, right out there. If you oh, Mark, oh boy, I like that. There's also going to be a Fudge fundraiser, and that's for student ministries. And we're not going to be taking pictures for the photo directory after the service. Instead, Children's and Student Ministries has set up a photo booth for uh, just family pictures. And I think we'll move that flower cross over there, and it'll be a place that you guys can take family photos, right? I think that's it. Would you stand, please? And it is Resurrection Sunday. So our call to worship is dating back to probably that first Resurrection Sunday, probably the second. But I say Jesus Christ is risen, and you say He is risen indeed. We do that three times. Ready? Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen Let's worship the Lord.
1: Good morning. Happy Easter. <laughs> All right. Jesus died for us. Amen. Amen. And he has risen. He has risen All right. Romans 5, 8. God, but God proves his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, but what does that really mean? What does it mean that he died for us? Although it was sad. As, as for those of us who are here on Friday, we really sat in the sadness and, and sat with what it meant for us that he died for our sins. But it is good news, and it's something awesome and amazing for us. Because as Romans 4, uh, 7 and 8 says, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord will not reckon sin. We are the blessed Because Jesus died for us, he took the punishment that we deserve. That means God forgives us all. Jesus died for us, but he came back to life. And that is what we are celebrating today. And he gives us new life too. 2 Corinthians 5.17 So if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. When we believe in Jesus, we get a new life free from sin. There's one more awesome promise. Eternal means forever. We get eternal life with the Lord. So Romans six twenty three: for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. And our children and youth will stay with their families today. And so I'll just bless us all really quick. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for gathering us this Easter morning and for allowing us to come together to praise you and be thankful and grateful for our eternal life and for your son that you have given and, and he died for us and has risen for us so we can have eternity with you, Lord. In your son's name we pray and we thank you. Amen.
2: Ago, I did not know Jesus Christ. Didn't believe in the things I had heard. And quite frankly, I pitied those that did. I was searching. I felt like life had more to offer. And I was looking for God in all the wrong places. And then on January 18th, 1994, the day after the Northridge earthquake, God became real to me. He rescued me, much like a mama cat will take her kitten in her mouth and move that kitten over to safety is what God did for me. And I knew in that moment of grace that everything I had ever heard about Jesus Christ was true. And to say that my life has irrevocably been changed just kind of seems lame, almost, inadequate. My life is no longer my own, and I thank God for that. Unlike the old bumper sticker that said, God is my co-pilot. Do you remember that, some of you? But for me, God is my pilot. I'm the co-pilot. And every so often, I'll find myself jockeying for position and moving into that pilot seat. And when I realize what I've done because something's not going right in my life, And I'll intentionally yield the pilot seat back to God and get back into the co-pilot seat. Because trust me when I say this, trust me, I am a better person when I am not running my own life. So the best way for me to witness to Jesus is to share what my life was like without him. Before committing to a life of discipleship that has altered me, I was a very critical and judgmental person. I'd look at others and think, measure them to how well I could do something. And in your young 20s, you can do things really well and often better than others. I shudder to admit I was really abrasive and rude to people and cut them down for sport. But as an Easter person, I realized that Jesus died for me, for me. And he didn't just die for me. He suffered for me. He was humiliated for me. He was scourged and mocked and ridiculed for me. And it doesn't matter that I wasn't alive 2,000 years ago because his work on the cross is personal and it transcends time. Two millennia is nothing for God, not for me and not for you. And when I accepted and accept currently and accept every day the mercy and the grace that God has given to me, The Holy Spirit transformed me and transforms me and is transforming me from the inside out. And that grace that God pours into me has no other place to go but then out to everyone in my life. And I'll admit that that critical spirit isn't 100% eradicated, But in 29 years, it's gone from a 9 or a 10 to a 1. And I am grateful. I am a work in progress, as are every one of us. And I humbly submit to you that my witness to the resurrection is my life transformed. Would you stand with us?
3: Let's respond in song.
4: Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord The songs of the Lord songs and the love.
2: On this, uh, you may be seated. On this Easter Sunday, we celebrate that God has removed the obstacle of death. And if death no longer has a hold on us, then neither do our sins when we are in Christ Jesus. Together, let us confess our transgressions, that we may be made clean by the mercy and the grace of our risen Lord. Together. Almighty God, in raising Jesus from the grave, you shattered the power of sin and death. We confess that we remain captive to doubt and fear, bound by the ways that lead to death. We overlook the poor and the hungry and pass by those who mourn. We are deaf to the cries of the oppressed and indifferent to calls for peace. We despise the weak and abuse the earth you made. Forgive us, God, mercy. Help us to trust your power to change our lives and make us new, that we may know the joy of life abundant given in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. Amen brothers and sisters, hear the good news. The tomb is empty. Our Lord has risen from the grave and that which was dead is now alive. No barrier can separate us from the love and forgiveness of God. In Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. Amen and amen.
4: person clap, okay? (laughs) The one and the three. Just remember the one and the three. Let's go.
5: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That is what we celebrate today our unworthiness and Christ's love and forgiving actions. We have traveled together through the repentant time of Lent. On Palm Sunday, we shouted Hosanna with the crowds welcoming Jesus. And just days later, on Good Friday, we reflected on the crucifixion. Jesus said it was finished. He did what he came to do. We left the church in darkness, just as the world had become. The light was gone. Only darkness and grief remained. We were fortunate enough to know that there was more to come. Jesus has, had told his followers that their pain would be turned into joy. The God who promised us through Isaiah, I have called you by name, you are mine, has sealed that promise with our redemption. And we hold fast to the promises of Jesus who said, I am with you always. And so we come before our Savior and Lord who loved us that much with our prayers for ourselves and the world around us. Pray with me. Christ the Lord is risen. What joyful words to hear. God, you have rolled the stone away. The tomb is empty. The night has passed and we celebrate the dawn of a new creation. Christ is risen to bring us new life. We praise your name above every other name, both in heaven and on earth. We honor you with our voices and our hearts. We sing Alleluia in glorious harmony for all your mercies and all your greatness and all your love. Teach us to walk in each and every day in the joy and reverence for what we know and feel in this moment so that all will know that we truly are Easter people. Help us daily to follow your command to love one another. Lord, we are, Easter people, celebrating and rejoicing in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We pray for the continuing power of Easter to reach into the lives of all people. Through Christ, we pray for the Church. Let us be people of joy, living witnesses to the power of the resurrection, and the good news of your grace and peace. Mold us into a powerful instrument for affecting the quality of life in this community, preaching the good news of the kingdom in all that we do. Walk among us, Lord, and touch our troubled lives. We pray for all who are hurting this day. We especially ask for your healing touch today on Patty Ernest and her daughter-in-law, Lisa, who will be undergoing open-heart surgery this week. Be with this family in their love and support of one another. Bring healing to Pat Leahy and Malia Co. Support and encourage Buzz and Lou and Gwen and others who need you. We pray that the victory of Christ over suffering and death may give them new hope. We pray for all who grieve, that they may take comfort that you have defeated death. We pray that all will know that in life and in death they are yours. Make the spirit of resurrection contagious among us that we may honor our risen Lord in active discipleship and bring hope to a hurting world. We pray that the light of Christ may shine in political activities in this country and throughout the world. Through faith in you, may our nations and the nations of the world live together in mutual respect and peace. As our Jewish friends celebrate Passover, we remember to pray for Israeli-Palestinian relations and the unrest in the land. We pray for peace in the land where Jesus walked. We pray now for the world. Help us to be neighbors to the poor and unfortunate. Give us leaders who are wise and generous. Let our church be a giving church, a channel of your blessings. We pray for those who hunger for food or shelter or human dignity. Empower us and this church to reach out to them in love. God of glory, fill your church with the power that flows from Christ's resurrection, that in the midst of this sinful world, it may signal the beginning of a renewed humanity, risen to new life with Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
0: That and I'll go up here. What about them apples, Danny? You know this is a Presbyterian church, right? Holy cow, that's right. And you guys, this is a, this is a, we're ready to go home. But let me say a couple words first and just remind us. Uh, do you know he's risen? I should ask that question. That's what you should say. I think whoever there's, you're a better Christian than me. Ready? Do you know he's risen? That's excellent right there. Let's read the text where we find out the good news, the Uangeliu, the gospel, uh, that Jesus Christ is risen and we now live in a an Easter world where we can enter into, into new life and live resurrected life. Amy, you nailed it, right? That's what this Sunday is about. It's about the testimony, it's about the testify. Let me read scripture before I go on too many sermons. After the Sabbath, as the, first day of the other, uh, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord, descending, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. He, his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow, for fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, Yeshua, Yesu, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. As he said, come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples. He has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message to you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples, suddenly, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they kinged him. They took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. preaches itself, right? First, I think the first lesson that you learn out of it, you start reading and you notice there's the Marys. When you're broken, when you're grieving, don't do it alone. Friday, I, I shared um, saying that Good Friday is one of my it 's maybe my favorite of the church calendar holidays and I asked who else is in here and there was probably about twenty people or thirty people i don 't know one other hand went up. Why is it my favorite because on Friday. God meets us in our brokenness. I don't know about you, but Easter was commonly the day that we would dress up to the nines, right? We'd wear our suits. I, my mom always dressed me in turtlenecks. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> and we'd dress up like crazy, which is almost the antithesis of what Good Friday says. You don't clean up first. And you don't come alone. Good Friday unites us like no other day. Because even people who haven't met Jesus have seen the bottom. They've been crushed by life. They've felt the pain of losing someone they love. In come the Marys. Pause. A shout out to all the doers, the Unetas in this room, the Noor Andersons, the Malia Griffiths, all the people that, and they tend to be women, right? <laughs> That's just an observation. Us guys are maybe watching football or soccer or something. But these women are are dealing with the Son of God's body. It doesn't get more visceral or more real than that. They're walking to this tomb of their leader, whose name literally means rescuer. The people have killed the rescuer. They're confused like nobody's business. What happens next? An angel appears. And it's like an earthquake moving the stone. And the physical description, like lightning. Have you ever seen lightning? It's amazing. Landon, I love that voice. Wherever you're sitting, yes. I was, we were on a six-week trip to or- uh, Venezuela. It was through New Tribes Missions. We were on a missions trip. And we were in this like, shack that probably should have been um, abandoned. And I was looking out the window. It was a thunderstorm, a lightning storm. And we were overlooking uh, the Orinoco River. And I saw a lightning bolt hit the river. And as it hit the river, and the river was from here to probably the fellowship hall, the middle of it. So it's a really it's a really wide point of the of the river. The whole thing lit up like white. And it looked like spider webs going <clears throat> reaching out. That's what the Matthew, the story collector, the guy who wrote this, says the angels look like lightning. The guards fall down like dead men. The women must be afraid because what's the word? First words out of the angel's mouth. Don't be afraid. Why are they afraid? Yeah, the, the shock. That's a really good answer, Mary. They don't know what they're looking at. The angels. They're probably a little afraid of the angels. Who in here has been a part of a surprise birthday party? <laughs> I'm going to embarrass my little brother. Uh, for some reason, I don't know, maybe it was the spirit, maybe it was some other reason. Um, Jamie, that's his bride, decided to th- throw him a uh, 30th birthday party. And when he showed up to our house, he thought he was just coming to hang out with his older brother. But the the house was packed with Jamie's parents from up in Auburn, and cousins from around the world, and my parents, and everybody was there. Like it was just this this party shack full of people. And for about twenty minutes after we yelled surprise, Andrew just looked like a ghost. (laughs) He looked like pale, and all he kept saying is, "This is messing me up." If you've been to Surprise Party, that's kind of what they are, right? I think they're a bad idea. That's another sermon, but I think a lot of the fear is that. Life is going this way, boom. A friend of mine always says, I zigged when I should have zagged. I zigged when I should have zagged. And that's what the the Marys are there I I don't know what's going on. First thing out of the, the, the mouth of the angel, don't be afraid. Fear not. It's just like he told you it would be. It's just like he told you it would be. And I wonder if... As they're walking away, they start remembering the things he said. These women start remembering, oh, I remember him saying, uh, like, a, like a seed has to die before it comes back? Or, I didn't come to, to rule but to serve? Uh, then what happens? Poof! Jesus is there. Notice the angels say, he's risen from the dead. He's risen from the dead. He's been raised from the dead, actually. He's been raised from the dead. They come into contact with Jesus. Oh, and they're going. What are they feeling as they're going? The fear is still there. But what's shown up? Starts with a J, ends with the Oi. <laughs> joy. They got some fear and they got some joy. And the Marys are on their way. And Jesus comes to them. Right? The angel said, Go to Galilee, and I'm gonna to go to everybody. Jesus will meet you in Galilee. But the resurrected Jesus is not about waiting. The the resurrected Jesus is not about leaving us in our fear. He's not about waiting around while life beats you up. He wants to meet you. He wants to meet me on a regular basis. So Jesus shows up. What's He say first? Don't be afraid. Same thing as the angel. That should be a clue to us. Don't you think? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? That question has to be somewhere near the heart of the gospel. Of what's most important in life. Life. And it has to be part of why when Amy was saying, he came for me. Your fears are the intersection of where God wants to meet you. What happens next? Oh. He's raised from the dead. Pause for a second, back up. I asked last week, how did it go from Palm Sunday to Good Friday? How did it go from Hosanna, Hosanna saved, to crucify, crucify by Friday? And on Sunday, we came up with the answer, it's because we're the crowd, right? On Friday, we came back to it, and we came to the, we're the allies of Jesus and we didn't stand up for him. We're the disciples. We're his closest. And we didn't stand up for him. But then somebody ruined and spoiled my surprise. You know how that could always happen. Somebody, I ask a hypothetical question and somebody says a better answer than what I'm saying. Have you ever been, yeah, you've probably been, you've been to this church You've had that happen. Uh, he, somebody said it's because he had to. And that's absolutely the right answer. That's absolutely the biblical answer. The, absolutely the correct way to look at this. Jesus had to die because we all die. I was at a funeral, actually it was a memorial service a couple weeks ago, and someone said from the front, like, now, and his name was Patrick, now Patrick, his baptism is complete in death. Think about that for a second. Amy was talking about how she was a person that liked the People to cut people down for sport. That Amy had to go somewhere. This Jason. He was the selfish little kleptomaniac junior hire. That Jason had to go somewhere. That Jason had to die. Before Resurrection Day, we come together, all of us into this room. Walk into this room. We celebrate this truth that all of those uses that needed to die, Jesus. That's why he went. That's why his his father turned the back. That's why he was talking about all during his ministry. The seed has to die before the tree shows up. Today, the tree shows up. Today, the tree showed up for the first time. It was Resurrection Sunday. This is my fourth Easter. First Easter, I preached, it was COVID lockdown. I I preached into a microphone surrounded by stuffed animals. (laughs) Second Easter, I was up on the roof. And you remember it was like 110 for some reason. (laughs) What what was that about? And Sharon had me in a robe then, too. Look at this sweat. Anyway, I'm sweating on top of the roof. Last year, it was kind of like hazard. We're just now breathing back into... We're resurrection people. But since I've been here, I've been teaching this lesson that I learned in 2017 when N.T. Wright asked a question I had never heard before. I was born and raised in the church. And I and he asked the question, if you ever want to read the book, it's uh, the day of the... The Revolution. I think it's the Revolution Day or something like that. I'll look it up and send it to you. But the question is, if our forgiveness and our sins are what the cross is all about, why didn't he come on the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur? Why did Jesus come, live his life, then was crucified during Passover? Day of Atonement, what's that about? It's about the forgiveness of sins of the individual and the people. It's the day the Holy of Holies, right, was entered by the highest of priests, and the priest would offer the sacrifice. He'd walk into that High Holy of Holies, and he'd have a a rope around his neck and bells. uh, He'd have bells around his neck and a rope around his ankle, and if he wasn't holy enough, he'd be struck and dead. He'd fall to the ground. They'd hear the bells, and they'd pull him out. He was in the presence of God, getting the forgiveness of the sins for all of the people. What is the Exodus event about? What is uh, I just gave the answer. What's the Exodus event about? It's about the the Exodus event, right? You ever seen that movie with the the, the Dreamworks movie? Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments, that was a good one. <laughs> Prince of Egypt was better. I like that one better cuz animated you could see the ocean and stuff like that. Anyway, today's the Resurrection It's also the second exodus for all of us who are followers of Jesus. Jesus came, lived, and died and was resurrected not on the day of atonement but on the Passover to scream louder than all the other truths that we are a free people. We're absolutely free. We're free from death and we're free from sin. We are resurrected people. We shine brighter than the sun. And it's not because of us, it's because of what Jesus died, did 2,000 years ago. He rose from the dead, therefore, we are raised from the dead. Ravi Zacharias, you remember, he said, Jesus didn't come to convert sinners to saved, he came to raise the dead. This world is dead, this world is trapped in slavery. To sin and death. We as followers of Jesus are set free. The chains, you can almost hear them falling to the ground. We're alive. We're free. Can I get an amen from somebody? Okay, good. That was not from somebody. That was from everybody, Landon. (sighs) Jesus meets these women. What happens when he meets these women? These women's fear and joy get transformed into worship. You get this beautiful picture of the first people on earth. Let that sink in for a second. And if anybody in here thinks that women shouldn't be in ministry, read that again. Hear my words come out of my mouth again. Jesus proclaims first to the women. The first people on the planet Earth to know that Jesus Christ was the man, God, fully God, fully man, person he said he was. And what do they do? They fall to their knees and they wrap their arms around his his feet. What a beautiful picture. And they worship. Who in here is a list maker? Is. Malia is correcting me from the second row. Thank you, Malia. That's what wives are for, I guess. I don't know. I'm a list maker. Who in here loves to list stuff they've already done? I love doing that. I absolutely love doing that. It's one of my favorite little niches of life. Brushed my teeth. Yes. <laughs> you know, open my eyes. Yes. I'm winning today. That's our first application from this 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 text. You can tick that off. Worship. Well done, you, for showing up this morning on Resurrection Sunday and worshiping the only King of kings, the only Lord of lords, the only being that can free us from ourselves, the only person who can meet us in our grief. Then our... Next couple applications come straight from his sermon. Because he gives a sermon right after. he It's a real short one, opposite of this one. He says, don't be afraid. And when I say, don't be afraid, I think that's assuming, I think Jesus is assuming we have fear. And if you don't think you do, you're kidding yourself. There's something you're afraid of. And I would add, just by reading this text, what was that first application? What was that first thing that popped off? Don't grieve by yourself. Don't be in fear by yourself. How many people are in this room? One. That's from the couple people that know me enough. That I'd like to throw that question. There's one people in here. We can't do this without the person to your right and to your left. Look at them and tell them, I can't do this without you. So we've ticked off worship. Don't be afraid, and don't be afraid together. You get that? Like, that's a confusing way to say it. But be together as you fight your fear. And then he says, go and tell. And there's some people in here that, they're not, yeah, how am I supposed to tell? I don't like talking to people. I don't know any answers. I want to say to those people, you don't always have to tell people with your mouth. You tell people with your life. You tell people with how you love people. You tell how you, you follow Jesus when you're at the grocery line and you've been cut off by three people and you don't cuss. <laughs> you, you tell by showing up like the Yonetta's and the Nora Anderson's. You tell by loving, period. Not worrying about whether your love is going to be reciprocated. And then, being a pastor, I have to give this one at last application. What does it look like to live as alive people? Come back next week. We're going to be studying 1 Peter for a couple weeks. Who is Peter? Jesus had two best friends, John and Peter. And Peter, when he writes these things, he's this old fisherman. Have you ever met any old fishermen? Salt of the earth, best people I've ever known. Come back here next week and we'll continue to learn what it means to be living as second Exodus people living as free in Christ people, living as resurrection people. But let me pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you so much for sending your son to die that we might be all buried with him. That we might, in the end, be raised by you through your spirit with him this day, a couple thousand years ago. Equip us with your spirit to live as resurrected people. Equip us with each other to fight our fears and to love like nobody's seen or heard of before. Be with us and all God's people said. Oh, we don't pass offering plate. There's offering plates on your way out. And if you're listening on your podcast, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You send your tithes, gifts, and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. Are you grateful for the gifts God has given? Please say amen. Amen. Are you grateful for God's gift of his one and only Son, Jesus the Christ? Please say amen. Amen. Christ is risen. risen. risen We'll count that as our prayer of thanksgiving over this offering. Please join me in singing our final hymn. Still room in the choir. You don't have to do all the notes. Do, do as many as you can. But just come and sing. You know, do your try today for the Hallelujah chorus, and it's gonna be wonderful. Again, do all you can. I will do all I can as well.
4: Join us, anybody that thinks you can happily sing it's about making a joyful noise. Joy.
0: Yeah, it is about making a joyful noise. Uh, if everybody, if you've never been here before, this is, this is a tradition where they, after the benediction, you can go up into the choir loft and you can join in singing the, uh, the Messiah, Handel's Messiah. Um, but for now, receive this benediction, each and every one of you. I'm going to put this thing down so I can raise my hands. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. He is risen. risen Let's sing it.